0: the In this Sicha, uh, the Rebbe explains uh, various verses in this uh, Parsha, uh, particularly with regards to the Mon, in which the Torah uh, describes that the Mun was sort of a test, and the Rebbe explains what the test um, of the Mun was, and uh, how this test was actually the preparation for them entering into the land of Eretz Israel because every test uh, makes the person stronger when he overcomes the test. And in order for them to start their um, uh, the, in settlement of the land of Eretz Israel in which there was the beginning of uh, that uh, settled kind of service of Hashem as opposed to the beginnings when they were journeying in the desert, which things were miraculous, so they needed to prepare themselves. The Nisoyin brought them to a higher level. The rabbi will discuss how uh, the Nisoyin is both uh, comes. With associated with the Mun is both comes uh, the uh, aspect of uh, the positive of great uh, wealth and there's also a uh, test which comes of difficulties, of challenges and the Rebbe explained how they both were in the Mun and he'll also explain how we face our own challenges, tests in the our own food, and the in the mon uh, in the desert can be equated to the Torah, which is also a food because that is absorbed inside the person's intellect. He understands it, and to understand what the tests are, as they are associated with the uh, study of Torah, as we'll see inside. So first, we'll do see Aleph, uh, the first section. Man Hussein Gerard upon me we already spoken many times as the qawun nafunisava kadish barukhulius laisbargh did it betachtainim that the intent that is hashem kadish uh, barukh desired that for him um should be a dwelling place in the lower realms so, the Jews mainly began to fulfill, accomplish that, to fill that. Only then, at the time when they entered in the Eretz Yisrael, which is an Eretz Neushevis, a settled land. That is when the main uh, dwelling place for Hashem was built. Uh, Begun, not during their travels in the desert. On the and the 40 years that the Jews spent in the desert is given a chone at the in Israel. That was a preparation for the service that took place in Eretz Yisro That way, because when we look at it, that it was a preparation. Now we understand some of the uh, statements of the Parsha and we understand some of the challenges and why they took place because being that that was a preparation for this great and awesome task of creating this world as a dwelling place for Hashem, they needed to be able to bring out in themselves very deep and very committed uh, uh, powers in their souls that can only come out when you're tested, and that's when it came out. The true advantage, greatness when of, in the service of Hashem, you see, you can tell them when there are tests the And there is disturbances to this service. And then you do not become impacted by them. So you can see the advantage and the greatness of the service of Hashem when there are distractions and there are disturbances and yet you don't uh, fall into those and you don't uh, let them affect you. Dan is the avoda fil tiffer, so then your service is much deeper, and the reason is val dinisyones dervek and tiffera in the lechekoyches because these tests they arouse, they wake up deeper and more inner powers. The riber zayin and euch dar boim shana ba midbar. Therefore, also these forty years in the desert, there is man ha chonah to the to ad the avoda which is the time that prepared for this service for this service of dira um that's why given a time for the for the in that it was a test for the in so this uh, the desert was a test bi as the verse says linna saisxu to test you la dasa shabl to know that which is in your heart, whether you will guard his mitzvahs, etc. Dich proven to test you. Wissen, was es is in dein and To know what's in your heart. du in mitzvahs. well, you're going to keep his mitzvahs. So, the reason why they were tested to keep the mitzvahs was for this exact purpose that mentioned, because to arouse and bring out deeper koiches and deeper more inner powers within you. And these uh, tests, uh, these distractions, disturbances, can basically be divided in two categories. One of them is the test of wealth, and the other one is the test of difficulty, of challenges. (inaudible) The tests, generally speaking, can be divided into two types a test of poor of being poor and a test of being wealthy so we're saying now that it was the nice so how were they tested they were tested in both ways they were tested in the both extremes in the wealth and also with the poorness and they both were tested as it's associated with the mana that they ate and both of them were connected to the man. What were the two things? On one hand, the on one hand the man uh, had uh, the greatest of wealth because in addition to the fact that this was bread that came from the heavens so by just by definition uh, was wealthy in the sense that this was very spiritual it came from the heavens and came it had no leftover uh, everything was absorbed in the body unlike regular food which the extras get passed out the body passes out so the man it says did not have any as the Gemara says in Yeme. and then there is also the fact that the Gemara says there that you can taste all types of tastes you can sense any taste you wanted from all kinds of food in the man that shows also on a great wealth. You can taste anything you want in it. And this is unlike bread that comes from the ground, which is granite in sein tam, which is limited to what it tastes. on And it also has leftovers. Not everything gets uh, absorbed. So, But in addition to all this, there was yet another thing associated with the mon, which represents wealth. The Gemara in says over there that the um, the mon brought along precious stones and jewels, which is simply speaking, very literally, it was wealth. So on one hand, we see this. Unbelievable and wealthy uh, association with the mon having all these wonderful powers and coming along with stones of value with precious stones and jewels, but yet that's the wealthy part which is associated with the mon. But from the other side, but on the other hand. And the second side is in Mon But the Mon also had the test of poorness. the Goimer. The Pasik says he fed you the Leman That was considered so that he would afflict you. Now wait a minute, how is the mon that we are just speaking of that has all this wealth? How was that an affliction? Hashem gave you the mon to afflict you? And to test you, as we said before, what was the affliction? So, if the Gemara, is bayir, the Gemara Yoima explains. So, what is the meaning that the mon was an noischa was an affliction? And with the Gemara, is bayir, so the Gemara explains it as follows. As the Inu is bashtanen in them, that the affliction consisted in this, was their mon hot mit sich nicht gebracht, ke, ke zatkait. It did not bring along along the correct satisfaction. The food wasn't satisfying. The man wasn't satisfying. Why? So there's two opinions. Why wasn't it satisfying? According to one opinion in the Gemara and the Talmud, It's not the same a person who has bread in the basket to one who does not have bread in the basket what it means to say is as follows we as since the man only came enough just for that one day there was only enough mana for that day and therefore so there was nothing one had nothing for the next day. So there was lacking the satisfaction that a person has when he has his bread in his basket. Meaning because they only had for that day, they didn't know the next day's bread wasn't available, they didn't have it over here. A person is hungrier, isn't really satisfied when he doesn't know uh, what he has for the next day. So there is a certain element of non-satisfaction from the food that you're eating today that's one opinion another opinion says that the reason that they were in pain is it's not the same nit it's not similar dissatisfaction by them was by one who sees that which is to them was that not was as to someone who does not see that which is eating, the food. Even though you tasted whatever you wanted to, but the actual food that you saw was not any visible food. To them was that um by the month you were only seeing the man even though you had it if you taste, but you didn't have the other items, but you did not see, uh, you did not see, you only saw the man but you did not see those tasty uh, tastes that uh, you sensed while you were eating the man you didn't test it, and so therefore there is a certain level of lack of satisfaction, a person is satisfied when he can actually see the food that he eats and that was lacking over there but basically um, the Rebbe in this ois explained that the time of the desert was a testing time, that's what the Post says no and the testing came in both formats because there are basically two types of tests and the mana had on one hand it was a test of wealth because it had this great um uh, levels that came with it, uh, plus the jewels and the, uh, together with the mon. And on the other hand, it had uh, lacking. It was a porn because it didn't breathe, give quite the satisfaction that one has when he eats normal bread in both of these matters because A, it was only lasted for one day, and B, uh, they could not really see the food that they were tasting that they wanted to eat. And the Rebbe is going to question in Bays, but how could that same bread have both of these tests uh, in it if the bread was such a powerful and it was such a holy and it was such a miraculous bread uh, that um, uh, we say that it had all these extra powers and there was no leftovers and you felt every old taste in it and and you had the jewels and, and, and precious stone come with it. How could that same bread also have lacking in it? And... The I will actually explain that the lacking is actually a result because the bread had everything. It's not because uh, it was lacking something, but because of its great level and power of spirituality. And the people could not really tangibly get hold of that, of that food of the mona because it was beyond them. They were always hungry because they, they, they wanted more. Uh, something which is less, in a way, is more tangible. The regular bread, the lechem in order, it's, because it's limitations, because it's not so uh, great, uh, one can actually relate to it, can connect to it, and therefore he feels satisfied. So, as I will explained, that hunger is actually a result as we will learn, that it's actually a result that the Lechem not only didn't have an affliction because it lacked satisfaction, as the Rebbe will continue the next is and the Gimel to tell us that it actually caused the hunger because of its great level. Let's look inside, Base. So first the Rebbe is going to ask now the question, how could that Mon have also the affliction if it was such a great... Uh, uh, such wealth that it was such a great uh, food the mon the le- the lechem in a So we need to understand. <speaking in foreign language> how does it fit that in one and the same item in the mon how could it be two opposite <speaking in foreign> and <language> one hand to be poor uh, and then be wealth? <speaking in foreign language> Why was it that the mon had wealth in it? It had a time in it, tastes all kind of taste. that included also these precious stones and the jewels. such a case, such an existence is impossible to be by bread that comes from the ground. So how 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 did they experience this? So that must be as. Yes, this is to leave them, but "Is given lachem That is because it was bread that came from the heavens, which means an inyan was godly. It was a godly matter. It wasn't a natural phenomenon. It was a spiritual, godly matter that this food had beyond the normal food, and therefore it came with all these extras. Since godliness, before godliness, there are no limitations. And therefore is the mon. Therefore, the mon. So, this is something very godly. But the mon eventually came down into the mana, into physical mana. But, even when the mon descends below. So if I believe in it still remained in his godly essence, who it was. So the food remained sort of miraculous, remained godly. And so it came Pesolus, it had no leftover, no Pesolus, no nothing garbage. And it's need given nor to He didn't have the limitation of being limited only to specific tastes. And it bees to the extent it was so spiritual. In this sense, as it isn't to the that it wasn't limited just to the advantages of being the type of a food, which mainly is mainly growing, it wasn't even limited to being only growing. But not also brought along the Wholesomeness, the greatest level of the inanimate, which is Avanum Tevis Margolius, in uh, the uh, in the sense that there were uh, precious stones and jewels, which are the greatest level of diamond. So basically, the godliness uh, took away limitations of the physical for f- of food. Nothing left over, nothing limited to its specific taste, and nothing limited to only chemer, but even the doymim, even the Nanomet. So now the Rebbe is going to explain that it's precisely because of this lack of any limitations, when that uh, comes down into the world and it has to come down into the physical world, uh, there is such a, there is actually a. Uh, a lack, uh, as we'll see, that um, uh, you cannot really fully appreciate something which is beyond, which doesn't have these limitations, and hence the person could not uh, see uh, the, uh, the 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 the, um, uh, the the actual food because it was sort of too high. Look inside. Mitzad der der Zeiner, because of this greatness, that the mona is totally higher from the world, and the usual plowing and sowing, which is done in the world, cannot take it. Uh, you cannot bring down lechem, you can't bring down manna from plowing and sowing the world because that's beyond being able to go through the process in this world. And therefore, It comes and it's drawn from a place which is higher than the world and higher from the world, that space, and also Uzman, higher from the world, space and time. And then it's brought down in welt and now it's brought down from a higher place into the world into the physical world into space now once it's brought down into time uh, so in time time is separated uh, so once it's brought down so it's brought down into timely which timely means that every, each day, each day is a separate day days are departed, separated so time means that there are separate days so this was a uh, matter that comes every day every day, which means this is coming from beyond time coming into time, meaning that every day you got a new, a new connection so this can be compared, as the Rebbe says Similar to a gift, that as much as you're given, that's what you get. As opposed to As opposed to payment. The difference between getting a gift or getting paid, paid, hanged up on Hinges on how much work you do, uh, which would mean uh, if a person works harder, he gets more money. He works less, he gets less money. That would be sort of a correlation, a connection between what you do and what you get, which would be like sowing the ground and getting the fruit from the ground. But coming from a gift means that it's not that you work for it. The person is just giving you; you're just receiving a present. You're getting a gift that you didn't work for, and therefore you get what the person gives to you. And therefore, which means that um, you're getting in the world a much higher, a higher part uh, than really what you what you deserve or what you can claim as yours because you work for it. So what happens because of that? Because you are getting something from beyond this world, and you're getting it into your time, uh, so that's why the person, there were these limitations as far as the moon goes, that they could not see it. So the human eye would not be able to see, cannot see, them time which whose tastes were in the mon you couldn't see that because it didn't come down. Uh, that it was a limit. It was like a uh, something higher. It was spiritual, so it didn't really. You tasted it, but you, you, you didn't really. Were It wasn't tangible. It wasn't something that you can actually see it. Because a limited eye does not have, cannot take. Uh, the unlimited from a godly matter. So uh, while there was manna there, but it didn't it didn't manifest itself in having also the physical. This was something it was it remained beyond. So now we see, uh, now we see that the um, the reason why the people were actually poor felt not satisfied was due to actually the greatest of to the to the greatest levels. It's not like it was uh, separate there was something lacking. These are the two aspects of wealth and lacking and poorness was an that were in the mon. The mon the mon in its essence is ha shirus. It's total wealth. Since its essence is spiritual, hotter He has no limitations. but from the perspective of the world, und the and the human is in the man. given So the man also had the extreme, the total lacking of porn, pornus. Vorum der but aslo monen, the person had nothing that he can demand that does He couldn't say that you, couldn't, you couldn't say that anything is really yours, which means, "Ainle paz Bisali. He doesn't have the, the, the bread is not in his basket, I meaning he didn't have. He says, "Ain Bisali usually means, as we learned before, uh, you don't have for the next day, but even on that day that you have it, it's not your bread in your basket. It's not yours. It's something that somebody's giving you. You're not you're not connected to it. It's not that you earned it. It's not like you're getting it because you put in, so you can't count you can't count on it. It's just uh, somebody's handing you a gift and they're giving it to you somebody all the time. Hashem was giving it to them. But it's not something so they were missing that Possession like that, being able to say that it's something is my possession. And also the eye could not take, uh, uh, take in uh, to to receive this wealth of the man. Uh, so it didn't see. Even a, a simple food, it didn't see. He couldn't see even as a simple food. In the It says, literally means he didn't see and eat. Couldn't. There was no food over there, nothing to see to eat. In other words, because of its spirituality, you could never possess it really. You can't really take it in. A person has a need to be able to say that something is mine, I, I own it, it's me. But this was lacking. This caused the person sort of the anguish of of of, of lacking, not really having. <laughs> Every aspect of the human has something which is his own things are yours there is uh, something of it that is yours but the man notwithstanding that its total wealth is that by them but relative the perspective of the person this is the greatest uh, lacking the greatest porness. he has nothing to point to and say this is my own nothing is his own he does not own anything. Nothing is really his. So it turns out, as Rebbe explained, that the mana also had this poverty because the person uh, could not really handle or absorb or call that wealth his own, so the person remained in poverty. That's why he was unease. And uh, in Oiz Gimel, the Rebbe is going to further explain that that has actually made him even hungrier because he had a sense of that spirituality of the mon, it caused him actually to be hungry. based on the above, we can also understand, and posik, the emphasis of the language of the verse, he made you hungry and he fed you the mon it means that not only did this mana not satisfy as normal bread from the ground and because of the above two mentioned reasons that they could not see the food and they did not have the bread in their basket so not only did it not satisfy but it actually made you even more hungry it caused you to become hungry um so how now we're interpreting that the Vayarivcha Vachil Kha As the letters down the footnote that the Vayarivcha, it's not Vyakil Kha to satisfy the hunger, but it's Vayarivcha that made you the um made you hungry. Um so it would seem the question would be how is it that the man? Brought out, uh, called out such a hunger. Every matter of the world is created with its limitation. It has its own aspect and it has no connection to another aspect. Same thing is true with bread of the ground. That is mazin unita pesandish. That is food and nothing else. Unimazin gufa and in food itself, is erbagranets Tam, He is limited to his taste. Was das werd oivginumen von mention, which is being taken on the person uh, takes it on unzetikdim, and that satisfies him. Mash ein kein vender mugbul diker mensch as dem lechvene shemaim, but as opposed to so the person can absorb and can take in and can connect to a limited the person who is limited connects and fully uh, engages and gets satisfied from something which is limited and physical and that satisfies him as opposed to when the limited Person eats the bread from the heavens, but that is bligvul kanal, which is as mentioned earlier limitless. The lechem in is chotch aser field, as in the mon hotter diashtiris from blikvus. Although that he senses that in the mon he has the limitless wealth is over Adrabe, but is on the contrary dos vos er ken es ganzen this that he is not able to fully uh, take it in and furthermore, veful and nemt is das alz to the much as he does take it's still limited. When das voss and that which remains that he could not take in is bliegvul. Time has limitless taste. Rufdas by a hunger. So that brings out calls by the person out results in being hungry As sit him to the bull. he has a yearning he's drawn to that limitless which he cannot uh, grasp that's why it's Asher something which you didn't know and something that your fathers didn't know which means didn't know an velchemikani soga this is a matter which one cannot uh, uh, grasp with knowledge and grasping you can't 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 quite handle it you have no handle on it in order to really take it so the the uh, the way uh, to be able to take that limitless is the is by un. Dressing yourself to removing of yourself, your own existence and limitation. By removing your own limitations, then you will be able to get this limitless, uh, limitless life. Like right. And this uh, was necessary, as Reb is going to say, Na'izdalit, as a preparation for their settlement in Eretz this is also that the descent of the mona, 40 years in the desert, is given This was a preparation to to the observance of the Torah mitzvahs in the settled land. This was a service to overcome these two types of tests that we are tested of Ashirus and anis of wealth and poverty. What does it mean that one overcomes the test of wealth? That one shall not think. It is my power and the strength of my hand that has made for me this fortune. But one needs to really scrape it into his brain to uh, really understand it as that that it's Hashem is the one that gives you the strength to make this fortune so that is how you overcome the test of wealth is to realize and to scrape it into your brain so that you really sense it all the time that it's not you but it's Hashem who gives you the opportunity and the ability and the strength to be successful how, what does it mean to overcome the test of poverty? That one needs to know that there is nothing bad that comes from above. Nor er, it's rather him. Their is their The person is his fault for his own uh, for his own pains. So therefore he shouldn't kick. He shouldn't uh, throw away and get angry with the pains that he has, God forbid, and drop Hashem sort of and to accept them with joy. a month, so this is the instruction from the month. The way it comes from above, that is total wealth. From the perspective of the human, below, all matters are are limited. So, Hashem gives you, has this limitless flow in total wealth, and the person below, everything is limited. It is only from above, because of the above we can have real wealth not limited, not in this way, it's only from above even when we talk about the flow that comes from above if only the person begins to mix in Shem is giving him blessing, but the person starts to get it mixed in to sort of get involved in Hashem's blessing that's coming to him blessing so not only can he not add to it which is habarbe, one who increased and tried to collect the more mana we find could not do more nor add by him getting involved, he's actually ruining it. Er macht auf he creates poverty, even in such matters, which in and of themselves, are total wealth. Because getting involved, you are actually limiting, and taking away from that, limitless wealth and you're making it into poverty the way how to receive that wealth is by removing from yourself to undo from yourself undress from yourself your own existence and your own desires which are medidas your own limitations your own box that you are in, from that sense and that feeling that it's my power and the strength of my hands, and to totally rely with complete faith, with complete trust on Hashem. That is when you become a vehicle, a vessel to receive those blessings from above. Because your limitations, your worries, your senses, yourself is a contradiction to those blessings. So you have to remove yourself. You have to un- not not bring yourself into the picture. <laughs> Even the physical flows, your own existence is a opposite impact. <laughs> Um, so also the physical flows what Hashem gives you you are going to get that much better when you uh, are not in a state in which you sense yourself and you feel yourself (inaudible) because based on your uh, limitations you cannot actually tolerate you can't take that limitless flow that Hashem gives you physically and the only way to receive it, it is not to interfere with it is by standing there and not putting in yourself and your limitation, but allowing for that blessing, Hashem's blessing, to come your way. This is in the uh, simple meaning of the Mon and in the, the Nisoyness of Ashiris and Anis. Now, the Rebbe is going to extend the same idea also in the wisdom uh, and the difference between, first of all, the study of Torah Versus all other v- wisdoms, uh, just like the food, there's lechem uh, in and lechem in ha'aretz. There's bread from the heavens and bread from the from the ground. Which, in wisdom, it can be represented by the wisdom of Torah is min and the wisdom of the human. That's min ha'aretz and the for the wisdom of Hashem is limitless relative to the wisdom of the humans. And. Uh, and, and, and how it um, um, reacts and the reaction is similar to as we spoke before about the monas we'll see inside, and then within Torah itself, the two parts of Torah which is the revealed part of Torah and the inner uh, esoteric part of Torah so the revealed part of Torah is called Lechem Oretz and the uh, re- re- hidden esoteric part of Torah is the Lechem in we'll learn inside, say. Gakhman was The intellect are called also food. Punkt, die Speiswerte der angenommenen der Menschen in Aponimi, is just as food is absorbed in the person in an inner business to the extent that it becomes one with him I say same thing is matters of intellect they are absorbed in the inner intellect of the human and they become united with the person intellectually an idea that you understand and that you that you learn and that you gain becomes part of you it's also in this type of food in the Intellect, there's the two types, two categories of food. There's lechem in HaOretz, there's bread that comes from the earth, and there's bread that comes from the heavens. The human intellect is lechem that is bread from the ground. But the godly Intellect, which is the wisdom of Hashem Baruch Hu, is Lechem and Hashemayim That's bread from the heavens. and by these two types of food, and the we have the above, the above mentioned distinctions. Allah Chmas, all wisdoms, Oyser Tojra, with the exception of Tojr, Zain Bagranit are Limited. Nit They only have this which they are. Nor in sich not only do they not contain in themselves anything beyond intellect, so which means they're only purely intellect, nor oich in seichel but within the intellect itself, but yet there's each idea, each intellect, each wisdom, he regrandits and has its limitations. Just as in the example, the lechem in bread from the ground was hot it mer, which only has its own taste but nothing more. In addition to that, is in the faran There is in these wisdom. There's also pseudos left over. There's garbage. Some of the wisdom in them is not everything is 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 is, is absorbable. Is 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 possible for the brain uh, to really become one? Some things you have to be left behind. trotz of but notwithstanding this limitation of the human intellect, un adrabe. It's not only, notwithstanding the limitation, and on the contrary, it's because of the limitation. To leave them, because of its limitation, by it can satisfy dimension, and it satisfies the person the person enjoys that fully because he grasps and he has the entire idea the whole intellect as in the example he has the bread in his basket and he sees and he eats he can actually Relate to it. to and that's why these outer wisdoms bring for a person for self activation bring from his arrogance because it fully satisfies him. It's himself. He grows bigger in his own in his own uh, uh, in his own essence, in his own metzias. And there she chachmas but it's different with the wisdom of Toda. Kula That is totally true. It's all totally true. There is no leftover. There is no garbage. God forbid. It's also limitless. It has all tastes. It has more than just... It actually also brings along physical wealth. Which is precious stones and jewels. This is all total wealth. Ultimate wealth. Not to leave them gufa, but because of this itself, cannot dimension it toif them in So the person isn't able to fully uh, take it and toif it and grasp it. And er standing and is constantly feeling there is weit emes that he is distant from being able to take the truth and the limitless of Torah. That he will bring this nitzuyashes. That's why he doesn't bring him to his own self. uh, uh, make himself be- greater, nor forget. But on the contrary, As it calls him to be humble. It calls him to be a uh, uh, self-negating. An It calls him to be a, something that loneliness. The Pesach says in Kehelis of that the more knowledge, the more pain. Which means the more you understand, the more pain you have because you feel that you're you're. Uh, uh, you are not really getting it. You, there's more there. The more you study the Torah and you know the Torah Hunger Torah, the greater the thirst and the hunger for Torah becomes. Within Torah itself, similar as we're talking a distinction between Chachmas. Echitzein is general ideas and Torah. There's also within Torah itself that the differences between Galya the Torah, Unpnimis HaTorah, between the revealed part of Torah and the inner part of Torah. Galya the Torah, the revealed part of Torah, Hagam, Ziz Chachmoser, Tzin Shal HaKadosh Baruch, Lechim Although that also is the wisdom and the will of HaKadosh Baruch, which is the bread from the heavens, Ribaal, Dobar Ongeton, in Seychol since it was dressed up in the human intellect unit varim gashman in physical matters. The Far is in Yeshaika Grisakbala, that's why it applies to it a certain limitation unzigit aikhan or farzochanas samhulu by by dimension samhulu. It also there's a possibility that if a person without being a merit one can study Torah, and the Gemara says of it that it can make him actually into a, a poison and, uh, if he uses the Torah and learns the Torah inappropriately. So there is a possibility. It's learning something with the intellect, because it was came down to the intellect, you still can divert it and do, do wrongs with the Torah. Could be Pseulis over there too, in essence. but in the inner part, the esoteric part of Torah, is nitoke bolus there is no limitations, the Gitnit can far and it doesn't give any room for leftovers. So now, in Halo, in Vav, the Rebbe is going to explain. So since we're saying now that at the end of the day uh, one cannot really fully grasp the Torah fully, so the Yetzirah uh, is going to tell the person, uh, listen, you can't grasp it anyways. So why trouble yourself with those things that you're not going to be successful, you're not fully going to grasp it? You know, do something and be involved in things that you can fully comprehend. And uh, that is uh, the Rebbe going to address now and say that, well, uh, that is the tactics of the Yitzhah to get the person in, trapped in his claws and eventually bring him fully down. But the, uh, the answer is that... Um, a yid needs that spirituality, plain physicality. Uh, that lacking is actually what uh, satisfies the yid of not having satisfied, but dissatisfying from the physical limited things that he could fill himself with. At the end of the day, they aren't going to satisfy him either. Uh, let's look in, in Oizvah. The Yetzer is an uman b'malachter. The Yetzer is a craftsman in his job. When he wants to tear a Jew away from study of Torah, Bechlal in general, especially trying to dissuade him from learning the inner parts of Torah. And when the evil inclination sees that he cannot throw away the importance of Torah, cannot just say Torah is not important, by, by Eden, is the Torah is their because. The Torah is very dear to the Jews. In Avedesare, we see that even somebody who stumbled intentionally and he violated the most gravest of sin, Avedesare, so still as the uh, says in Malachim Aleph and Perichovov and Rashi there, uh, they call it that Mahmade Necha. Take away the Mahmade the most dearest. Of your eyes is a reference to Torah. So we see the Torah is called by such a person still uh, something which you love. So a yid loves Torah, no matter what his level is. Even if a person, who's that person that can violate the uh, way intentionally. So how is the Yid's going to take away this yid from learning? So he comes up with an idea. He argues the opposite. I'm not telling him, don't learn Torah, because... Uh, Torah is not important he tells them just the opposite since Torah is limitless and as much as you are going to study you're never going to come to the ultimate you're never going to learn fully Torah the more you're going to study on the contrary the more you will be see your distance from the end and the ultimate of Torah you see so it would seem the most uh, proper, appropriate thing would be. That you should occupy yourself with things that are relative to your level in your uh, in your uh, in your realm. Put yourself into physical matters. They will satisfy you. Physicality you're able to grasp. Not telling you, certainly, you got to learn Torah, too. You must know the ruling how to conduct your life. There is an obligation. Every Jew must learn Torah. One chapter in the morning, one chapter in the evening. I'll come upon him, minimally, that. Okay. Genug, Asif, Study one section, one uh, subsection in the Shulchan Aruch. Bisto amahuder perik echad shachris. So, if you are somebody amahuder, you want to do things more and better way. Learn one chapter in the morning. Mahuder min amahuder, you're the perfect, above the perfect. Ashir uh, kavu yadntog. Have a I set? time to learn every day. Aber nitzich anein laws nefativ zechetoyda, but not to uh, to come, go down, to 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 delve and to to deeply be involved in Torah Uh, you're not going to reach it anyways at the end you're going to cause pain to a Jew yourself, you're going to be in pain because the more you're going to delve you're going to see how distant you are so you're not causing yourself any satisfaction you're causing yourself actually a heartache so that's generally Torah then further he argues it's sufficient, just learn the revealed part of Torah need to learn the of but don't learn the inner parts of Torah. That occupies in such matters and They don't apply. You can't feel them with your hand. They talk about matters that you can't uh, touch them. And uh, some of them is Their essence of those are generally are higher totally from the human intellect. So the argument is from the Hare. Not that Tori is not important, but Tori is too big for you, and you're not going to master it anyways. Uh, first, in the reveal part of Torah, try and to tell them, and then, especially when it comes to there I tell them, this is matters that you don't really understand. Stay away from it. Stick to things that you are good at, and stick to things that you can fully comprehend. So we need to know at was the Yatzah proof to mind. that the Yatzahura tries to persuade him, that he shouldn't be all fired up in the Lachemina Shamaim, nor but rather occupy himself with physical matters would really matter. Uh, this is the beginning of the descent. He's trying to bring him down. As brings I don't feel in Chazal on New Middling, God's from that of This brings, God forbid, to lead the Jew totally away from the way, path of Torah. Does not get minimum name prad. If you are going to give in to him in one detail, is a shirit. If I rein to from mitzdos, that is a step to fall into his trap. Rachman litzlant al tifer, God forbid, more and more. The Khazal zogen, our sages say in. The Gemara Sukkah, the Yetzirah is free at a heulich. That the Yetzirah starts off first as a heulich means somebody who passes by. Then he becomes a guest. And then later on he becomes the boss. So first he just walks by, then he's a guest, and then he is the boss. And then... Also in this we have the instruction from the Torah story as far as the Mon. From the time, uh, the argument, they said, The Yidn were complaining, our heart is, we are disgusted with this bread, the cloical bread, the man. They didn't want to have the Mon, the manna, which is a bread, which is higher... Which is beyond, above materialism. They wanted food that has excrement, that has leftovers. So, what happened later on? Bees, and it says they were crying there later on, for families. So, as it's uh, translated in the uh, in the, uh, in the Gemara, that they were uh, dealing with family matters, which is in Yonah which are, I think promiscuous and prohibited relationships. So we see that it starts with complaining about the bread and then eventually what it leads to. was uh, the This, the argument that the Yitzhah argues, that he won't be satisfied from spirituality. It's only when he will devote himself to physical matters, and then he will more or less be able to reach them, and they will satisfy him, is the Emerson Kert. So the truth is opposite. That is the true essence of a Jewish spirituality. If he's going to tear himself away from spirituality, and he take himself to physical, no matter how much physical he's going to have, be it will not satisfy him. because that's not his essence. is specifically spirituality. That is his true essence as long as he remains an empty vessel meaning he allows himself he doesn't fill it up with his own ego with his own self but he becomes an empty vessel he takes himself out from his own his, his own self and his own limitation Empty then you can hold and you contain then that he can own and and to contain not only the spiritual matters, not but also the physical matters. As it will be flowed, flow to him from Hashem's full, open, holy, and wide hand. More than a, a human a created being can. Can can take betruchnis by him. ein because physical and spiritual will be by him one and the same. Um they'll both be in a way of limitless. This is Mesiches Shabbos parshas Ekev in Tovshin Chavalof.